Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, AudioMac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. I shouldn't be sharing this, but why did my date bring me a puppy without asking me first? I thanked him and gave it to my sister. Was I wrong for this? My dear, there are a lot of men that make this mistake. They try to impress you, but you got to remember one thing. When somebody gives you a gift like that, an unannounced gift, what a lot of times they're doing is they want to give you something that they want you to have, not necessarily what you want to have. So I think that if he didn't want to take the dog back, giving it to your sister was okay. Because at least the little fella has a home or the little girl has a home, whichever gender it may be. But here's the thing you also have to understand with this. A lot of times guys do too much in order to try to impress a woman. I think that if he had asked you first, would have been much better. But sometimes we make the assumption that, oh, she's going to like this. Most women like puppies. You know, that's barbershop talk. Like when you go with the generalization, and they stick with it without asking the woman. I only go with generalizations based on data I can look up. Stats I can see. I can't go out here and make a generalization on this group or that group or this person or that person without the facts to back it up. Because it wouldn't make any sense to do so. So in this case, I think what has happened He's trying to win you over completely. Win you over with puppy love. Now, it's good that you're getting a hold on this early in the relationship because I would not be surprised if he tries this later on. And this could probably bleed into a relationship if you get with him where he's preemptively doing things without consulting you. This could be habitual. You know, you'll wind up like the guy who had wrote in and he was complaining because his wife wanted to leave him. Well, there were some things that he purchased that he didn't tell her about. Just like my friend that time that purchased those uh, skidoos and the trailers that he found on uh, eBay. Tried to hide it over at a friend's house. Tried to use another credit card. Wife found out. She was pissed. 
So these guerrilla tactics, when it comes down to trying to corner your partner into liking something because you like it, what are you doing? You're taking away their choice. People don't like their choices taken away. They want to make the choice. So if they choose to be with you, they're with you. Now where you're limiting their options. Because once that starts to happen, you become an adversary. You become someone that that person's working against. They don't want to be around you. They don't want to trust you. You don't want that. At least most people wouldn't. Some do. So these are things you have to consider. Now, the other thing too. You felt a little guilty by asking and writing into the show, well, leaving a message on the show. Did I do the right thing? Don't second guess yourself. The majority of people that write this show and leave messages, they're second guessing themselves. You made the choice at that point. And now you're trying to see, did I make the right choice? Are you going to ask yourself, why is that lingering doubt in your head? Are you accustomed to making choices and then going back and trying it another way? You know, the one thing that I never liked was an indecisive person. You make your one decision, you say, oh, I want this. And in the same breath, you change it, you know, like a kid does. You want ice cream? No, I'm full. I don't want ice cream. Mom, can I have ice cream? That kind of thing. You expect it out of a child, not out of an adult. So, in that respect, that's the way I chalk it up. But here's the thing, too. If you were to accept that puppy of face value, oh, thanks. And even though you took it, you didn't want it, she feels as though, oh, she's giving me the okay to bring her other stuff that I like that I think she would like. So you need to have that talk with them. Hey, look, uh, for something like this that involves someone else's life, such as a dog's life, consult me first. Now it's different if you're buying an intangible object that's not living, such as maybe a dress, a jacket or something like that. That's different. But a living, breathing organism, uh, yeah, you want to consult somebody about that because the dog has to go to the vet. They have to be taken care of. They have to have shots. And I know some of you say, oh, what if they have all the shots? Well, yeah, true enough. But still, they may, she may be in a place where they may not allow pets. So he didn't think about these things before he bought the dog. What he wanted outweighed your concerns about your environment. Because some guys see it in a music video where the guys would go get the dog and come off the helicopter like R. Kelly did. That's so played out. Nobody does that shit anymore. That's something you do to a teenager to impress them. Not to a grown-ass woman. You know what I did with one of my girlfriends one time? 
after we went on a date, she was like, well, what else are we going to do? I said, why don't we do this? I said, what's that? I said, why don't we go to your place and grab up all your bills and let's go and pay all your bills. I'll pay all your bills for this month. She was like, what? I said, yeah. I said, instead of wasting money going out doing other crap, since we already like each other, we already have dinner together, we're already together. Let's do that. Well, I don't want anybody looking in my personal. I said, I want to look at your personal bills. Just tell me how much it is and we'll just go pay it. That's what we did that night. Because we didn't have that afternoon. Wouldn't pay their bills. Wasn't expensive. It came down to about four or five hundred dollars because her mortgage was already paid. But the utilities, phone bill, that kind of thing. Because the way I looked at it, I was going to waste the money anyway. Might as well do some good and I'd let her know that, hey, I'm just doing it this time as a nicety. Oh, I appreciate it. She really did. Sometimes, fellas, you can use that, but here's only one thing I will say. Make sure she can pay her own bills first. What you're doing is giving her a one-time break, and I guarantee you no other man does that. That's not her man yet. Now, a lot of guys don't like doing something like that. They're like, nah, that's too risky, man. True enough. Not everybody's cut out to be your partner. And that's a tough one for some people. And in this case, ma'am, this guy would not probably be a good partner for you. Now, I don't know him. I don't know you. But I'm just saying in general, just from his behavior so forth, so far, the gesture was kind. But here's what I would base it on. How are you? If he does this a second time after you after you've told him, that's it. Fellas, when a woman gets to the third time of telling you something after she asked for corrective action the first time, she has to do it a second time. She's already made her decision about you. That third time is just justification for her. That third strike is for her. The first and second strikes are for you. I want you to try to correct that behavior. Oh, you did it again. What did I tell you the first time about that? Third time, it's all about her because she's going to make the judgment, slam down the hammer and say, okay, we're done. We're totally done. Because Sometimes what happens, she's been through it a lot with other guys, especially if it's the same habitual thing. Octopus arms, that kind of thing where you're trying to grope her and fill it. She's already been through that before. And you'll notice how quickly she responds to that as to see her being familiar with being exposed to it because she's going to say, uh-uh, nope. Takes your hand and put it back over there in your lap. Mm-mm. You don't want it to get to that point, fellas. You always wonder where the woman's going to touch you first. Because I'm telling you, when she does that, 
She's comfortable with you. She wants you. And here's the thing about women that's interesting. Once they feel comfortable with you like that, or they become very protective and territorial. You let another woman come over there, she get her ass whooped. Because at this point, she's feeling you. Now, it depends on the woman. Because some of them, they will do that when they first feel comfortable. Others will wait a bit. It depends. The one thing to keep in mind is that you don't want a woman that's insecure. Because insecure women, just like men, usually overreact. They get paranoid. Oh, I saw that waitress looking at you. That was the one thing I couldn't I couldn't understand with Monica. She would point fine women out to me. Honey, look at her. Look at her. She's got a butt like mine. Honey, I'm only interested in you. And then she'd turn my head to the woman. And so I want you to get a good look at that. So when you with me tonight, I want you to think about her. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Most women don't want that. She said, because then I can get your lust and I can get your love. Because I know you love me. But I want that other side of you also. Oh, we had it. She always made it a point. We had cassettes back then. She played a song, Keep On Moving, Don't Stop. No, she loved that song. We had sex. Damn, I think about the kids I could have had. That song could have had me in child support court for decades. But, (laughs) fellas, if you ever come in, if you ever come in in the question about you know, you're going to run across some sketchy pussy every once in a while. You might run across that woman that's really the ideal woman, but you're not ready to have a kid yet, but you know damn well that's a good possibility. Get that red pack Trojan condom. The one with the powder. That got white powder in it. Not the one with the lube. The one with the powder. That thick one. Because I'm telling you, you don't want that shit to leak out. If it does, shit will be at that daddy. <laughs> Mm-mm. You be sitting there in child support court talking about, but I ain't got no money. Mm-mm. You don't want to be that dude. Mm-mm. Now, the other thing you can't do is let a woman punk you in a relationship. And some of you guys allow that to happen. Oh, some of you written in already about it. Stewart writes the following on Detroit, Michigan. My girl is telling me I'm not manning up. And I asked her what she meant by that. She said if I was a real man, I'd go in raw with her. I told her I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to have a child. She told me that she was on the shots and I had nothing to worry about. Several months later, and I got a lot to worry about. She is pregnant. Now, Stuart, here's what I tell you, just like I tell many of you other guys. <laughs> Some of these women will lie to you because it all depends on what her agenda is. If she's lonely and she has uh, 
separation issues, separation anxiety or abandonment issues, she may want to have a child that would love her because she didn't get the love from her parents. And that resonates into her adult life. She may be a person that's trying to take you off the market so no other woman will get you. So the way she looks at it, I bog you down with child support and a baby. Now, I'm a part of your life whether you like it or not, and you ain't going nowhere. And then you have some women that are looking at it from the standpoint, well, my girlfriend's already got a baby and she's married or with her man. Let me go on and do the same so I'm not going to be teased anymore by that. You never know what the motivation is behind it. Stuart, you just got stuck, man. You took a risk that you shouldn't have taken. Because if a woman wants to get pregnant, oh, she's going to make it comfortable for you to get her pregnant. You don't know, that was a many time I worried about Monica. Because I'm like, girl, as much sperm as I put in you, shit. Sperm well ain't got shit on me until I read about how many gallons of sperm it. That's the reason why I would never go swimming around sperm wheel, ever. I'm like, damn. Mm mm. But I'm going to tell you, it's tempting, fellas, because some of these women, you want to snap a gristle in, and you know you do. He's sitting up there looking at that woman like, hmm. Don't want to say nothing, though. But yeah, seriously. You just got to, um, just go on and uh, look at it this way, man. Your dad now might want to have a DNA test just to verify. Ladies, don't get upset when a man asks for a DNA test. Because after you know, look at that Maury. You are not the father. You don't know how many handkerchiefs I could have sold during that damn show. Like, bro, you need a handkerchief to wipe your forehead. I know you're happy that you're not the father. <laughs> and you know what's sad? There are a lot of women out there that really can't remember who they slept with. They had so much dick that they can't remember. They're just going through. Now, another thing to keep in mind here is that you also want a woman that's not easily influenced by others. In other words, for you, the convincing you have to do for a woman to date you fellas is to be yourself and let her make the decision. That's all the convincing you need. You don't need to do a lot of this, that, and the third stupid ass entertainment tricks. Just be yourself. Because what she's looking for, she's looking for confidence. Yes, it's a human personality, all that stuff. But she's looking for someone that's comfortable in their own skin. 
And if you start taking on all of these different personas, want to be a gangster, want to be this, want to be, that's the way she sees you as a wannabe. Oh, you're still trying to prove yourself to the boys. Well, I'm your woman. I don't want to be with a thug. Yeah, that's entertaining and all. But if I'm talking about having a family, I don't need you going out in the street getting killed. That's where a real woman looks at you. And the woman who wants to be entertained like a child, oh, she's down with him. Some are even down to that ride or die shit. <laughs> Until they see how much time they might get. Then the shit gets serious. I was looking on Vice the other night. This young lady that lived down in Orange County, dropped out of high school, she and a girlfriend, got with these guys and these guys were selling drugs. Well, what they decided to do was uh, have her as the front person for the drug transaction, being that she was a very attractive, small, petite girl. And of course she seemed harmless, non-threatening and very persuasive. So she had a drug operation that went all the way down from Mexico. They were sending drugs overseas and everything. Doing well for herself. Bought herself a house, cash. Bought all kinds of speedboats, all kinds of cars. Problem was, though, she got involved with that lifestyle. And it took her over. It controlled her. And she tried to get out of it, went to a beauty salon, tried to straighten her life out. She met this guy and he's like, well, you know, I'm in the business. And she's like, well, I'm done with that. He persuaded her back into the business. Things were going well. Until one time she went to Hawaii. And she went with this guy and she was just supposed to go with him as a chaperone. And when she went with them, and they got off the plane, he asked to carry her bags. Well, the myth that he had in his jacket, he put the whole jacket in her bag. So when, of course, Customs came to them, not Customs, but uh, TSA, they wanted to investigate. And he caught that owner. There she was stuck, saying it wasn't hers. And the guy was like, oh yeah, it's yours. She got locked up. And eventually she got locked up and she and Heidi Fleiss, remember her? The madam, Hollywood madam. They became very good friends because they were cellmates. This young lady turned her life around after she got out and started trying to convince these younger women not to pursue that lifestyle for the quick and easy money. The one thing that I would tell you, first of all, I would tell you not to get involved with any kind of illegal activity. Because once you do, they can always come back in your life at any time. That was one thing my friend hated when he got out of prison. 
the detective still asked him questions about, do you know what's going on? He's like, man, I've been in prison 20 years. I don't know what the shit's going on out in the street. And he was annoyed by that because he left that inroad into his life. See, what happens with people that get involved in the decadence and that lifestyle too much, whether it's chasing money, especially those that chase it and they don't give a damn about themselves, they just want the money, that's a fool. That's not a good person to have in a relationship. Because they don't give a damn about themselves, what do you make, think they're going to care about you? They have to grow out of that shit. I tell you, the feel good comes in when you're making the money and you're doing all this shit. The logic comes in when you start seeing how much time you face and how your ass going to take a plea bargain if it's under the federal system as opposed to trying to fight it in court because they're going to go for the maximum penalty. Now, we know that the federal government has a very high... Um, success rate there. I was watching one show. They had offered the guy five years for a plea bargain. He turned it down. He wanted to go and clear his name and fight in court because they had caught him red-handed. He did that shit and wound up with 35 years. And they tried to back it up. Jerry said, nope. Mm -mm. <laughs> nope, you had your chance. DA was like, no, you had your chance. So you got to be careful on that. Because like I tell you, the federal system, they're going to let you fuck up so many times. They're going to let you fuck up forward, backward, sideways. They're going to sit there and just, just watch you just break the law. They're going to just sit there and they're going to set up the cameras and everything and just watch it. And once they have enough evidence, they're going to say, all right, let's go on and take them down. We got enough shit on them. Because see, they don't want just a one time, no, 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 no. They want you to get comfortable and backstroke in the crime. That's the reason why it's not worth it getting involved. Just stay legit. Have to do that shit. Ladies, that means you don't have to go and sit on his weed, sit on his crack, sit on his fentanyl or whatever, because he has a third strike coming up. like a lot of these women would do, but I love him. Wind up your ass gets sent down the river. And see, some of the guys think that, well, you know, she's a woman, so she don't get as much time as I would as a man. Hmm. You know what jurisdiction and what judge. Don't put yourself out there with no shit like that, ladies, when you don't have to. I know you like the bad boy. But you gotta remember, the bad boy loves himself more than he loves you. He'll find another you. That awkward moment when Jowson asks an inappropriate question. Christine, what would you say are the things that men can do to make a woman more freakier and nastier in the bedroom? Now, see, I don't know what y'all don't seem to understand about this, um, but most of us grown women, the better a man treats us, the nastier we get, the wetter we get, the stronger our throat get. You know, less nagging, more gagging. But y'all don't get it.
I'm really thinking about dating this 65-year-old guy I met online. I'm a 29-year-old single mom of two daughters. We went out several times, and I have to remind myself that he's older than my dad. Our chemistry is awesome. That awkward moment when your grandma and grandpa spend the night at your new house. Now, see, this is what I'm talking about, ladies. I'm going to talk to you about a lot of these younger women going for older men. This is what I mean. Now, she's 29, he's 65. Why is this happening? She's a little bit older than my mom was when she got with my dad. My mom was 22. He was 65 at the time. And they got together. Now, here's the thing. She's already tried it with the younger man. That's why she has those two children. That's why she's not with them. Because maybe who knows what happened in between them. But here's what's happening. She's had a reckoning. She had the babies with the man that she wanted. Now she's looking at this man as the man she needs. See, that's the difference between men and women. Men will usually get the woman they need, and it could be a combination of the woman they wanted as well in that, just like women can do the same with men. But here's the thing. The reason why the man will say need first is because his ego, his self-esteem, that helps him. He's going for this woman and she may not be the finest woman he wanted to go for. He probably got turned down by the finest woman. So he's like, well, I'll get somebody comparable. I couldn't get who I wanted, but I'll settle for her. Not settling in the sense of, in a negative connotation, Settling because that's the person that'll be willing to accept it. Because, you know, it's a reciprocal thing. So, what happens if a guy wants a woman but she doesn't want him? What do guys usually do? They usually try to grow on the woman, right? They usually try to win her over. And a lot of you ladies have written in about being annoyed by that. Because you've already told him no. But he still thinks he can get a yes out of you. But what this shows her, fellas, is how weak you are. How shallow you are in a sense. I told him no and he's still trying. And the sad thing about it, she's not leading you on, but you're still trying. I gotta get what I gotta get where she's saying. You can keep trying all you want to. You'll never make that mark. You're not that good. 
So you wear yourself out trying to impress her, trying to be with her. Cutting other dudes down as if you have a shot. And the way she looks at it, when you start cutting other guys down, first thing she's going to do, oh, I'll just sit here and watch the shit show. These two guys go at it. That's all these women on Instagram do most of the time. Watch these guys cut each other down. Stroking her ego, making her feel good. She goes to tell her girlfriend, girl, I got men fighting over me over on Instagram. They wouldn't be lying. I remember, never forget, there was a lady doing Instagram Live. She had these booty shorts, titties hanging out. And she called these guys deplorables. She said, all you guys are deplorables. I would never date a fuck any one of you. But guess what they did? They still hung up in there, made those comments. I drink your bath water and all this other shit. It's crazy. More in a moment, folks. It is official. I am a 35-year-old totally disgusting slut, according to the self-righteous people in my family, including mom and sis, along with auntie. Well, I do feel better now, being that they have defined me. Now, before you take it upon yourself to feel bad about that designation that they gave you, understand a couple of things here for a moment. You may be getting more dick than they are, and that's the reason why they're calling you this. You see, some women become envious when a woman is having more and better sex than they are. And so they'll loosely use these terms makes them feel better. Because, you know, they didn't venture out and get with the guy. Probably stayed with the same old guy, bad marriage, or even may not have a man. Sometimes women will do this. Now, I know it hurts because it's your family members that did it to you. But now what you have to think about also is this. I want you to think about the people that really mean something to you. Would they talk to you in that way? Probably not. There are a lot of women like yourself that have been called that by other family members, especially female family members, because as they see it, you've dropped the torch of morality. If you look at anyone's life, you'll find mistakes. You'll find faux pas. You'll find all kinds of uh, things that people may be embarrassed about. But here's the thing to keep in mind. The reason why some people point these things out in judgment of you, maybe it's because you're doing something that they're not willing to venture out and do. Let me give you an example, something very simple with this podcast. Well, there were some people that I won't, ma won't name here. 
that told me I was delusional, was out of my mind, I'm going to embarrass the family, I'm going to bring up stuff that's going to be embarrassing. Oh, I got it all. And I ignored it all. And I did the show. And what I realized, those very same people who were so concerned and worried, those were the very same people that only listened to the show in the beginning just to see whether or not it was going to say something drastic about them. And once they realized that, the support waned. The majority of people that support this show, that listen to it, are not even related to me and don't even know me. And I appreciate that. Because one thing I've found out when it comes down to generosity and kindness, strangers more often than not are more friendlier and kinder than some of the people you know and related to. Now, ma'am, don't take this in shame. Take it as a badge of honor. You know, I was with one lady years ago, and she and her family had this kind of fallen out because her family was very religious. And they always made her the black sheep of the family. And I thought that she was just bullshitting me until she invited me to come to dinner with her one evening. They always had dinner over at the mother's house every Sunday. They didn't give a damn that I was there. I was nothing more than just air. And they talked about my girl at the time as if I wasn't there. And so me and my naive self tried to defend her and say, well, you know, let's change the subject a bit. And her mother said, no, I like the subject the way it is talking about her and her behavior. She drug you in here off the street. We don't know anything about you. You're in my house eating my food and she's going down the list. And I told her, I said, well, if you want me to pay for the meal, I'll be more than glad to pay for the ingredients and even your time if necessary for me eating your food at your table. I said, after all, your daughter invited me. And then she said, well, I wonder who invited her. I'm seeing her eyes glisten because she's ready to burst out in tears because for so many years, she's tried to prove herself to her family. See, she was the one that ventured out and did all these wonderful things in her life, traveled the world, did all of this shit, and the rest of the women in her family, her sisters, mom, and everyone else, they played it safe. Mom controlled all of her grown sisters, told them what they could and couldn't do in life, who they should and shouldn't date, and these women all were under mom's control. The lady I was with, Samantha. Samantha, if you're out there, I'm talking about it. Like I promised. As you agreed to. She was the only one that ventured out. The only one that did something. The only one that accomplished anything. She went to college. She had her good job. Nice home nice car, nice life. And after dinner was over with, she said, you see what I mean? You see why I don't want to talk about my family? 
I said, yeah. Totally understood. But see, the thing was, as long as they could control, they had no problem. When they lost that modicum of control, that's where things went left. You're going to find that everybody may have a certain idea as to how you should live your life. This is one of the reasons why I put in context when I talk about what I would do if I were in your shoes. I always make it where you understand that it's coming from me if I were in your shoes, not something that you should do because you know your situation better than I do. But what happens when people want control in your life, they want to tell you what to do, how to do it, and then criticize you for not doing it the way they would have done it. And then sometimes you just got to ask them, hey, would you like to just go on and live my life and I could fucking die? And you could just take the helm? Or sometimes you may want to remind them, why should I live my life like yours? Because you're miserable. Now, the other thing, too, as I told Samantha that day, and Sam, you can always come on my show, dear. I told her straight up. I said, the problem is, you're getting dick, you're getting affection, you're getting attention, you're getting love, and you're giving it, and they're not. Five women in that house, angry at the world, all over the age of 25, pissed off at the world. And Samantha, 23 years old, the happiest one out of the whole group. So ma'am, take that criticism with a grain of salt. It means nothing. Because you can find, just like you found someone to call you a slut in your own family, there's somebody out in the street that could call you the same thing and they're not related to you. And there's somebody out in the street that could call you a wonderful woman and they're not related to you. What you have to remember is it's their opinion based on their agenda for you. And be thankful they didn't call you a whore. I'm sure that's what they're thinking. So don't let this... Uh, abrase your emotions. I know it hurts because it's coming from family. But you got to remember now, you become successful, you become famous, you become wealthy. Watch how that shit would change. And if it would change, and if they didn't still hold those same views on you as they do now, you should never respect them again. At least respect someone for, if they don't like you, to keep not liking you no matter what the circumstances are. When they start to like you because 
of a benefit you could provide for them, that's a dangerous person to have around you. So this is just something for you to consider, something for you to think about. And I'm willing to bet you that you're still supported by your friends. The very people that aren't related to you, that have done more for you and with you than your own family has. Trust me. I know. I've seen it. And it cuts deep. Very deep. And this is what you have to realize. You don't want to go through life being a martyr. You don't want to be the underdog. You don't want to wallow in self-pity. You don't want to be that professional victim. You want to take a bad situation and turn around and make it good. I look at all the bad situations Oprah was dealt. As an example. A situation where she asked about the unequal pay. When she was in the broadcasting industry. How come he's making 50000 and I'm only making twenty five? And she went outside of herself to think about the people that worked with her in production. She wanted them to also get paid a decent wage. Wasn't just thinking about herself. So what did she do? She excelled at what she did in life. Now look at her. She took sour lemons, threw them away, got some more lemons, and made lemonade. Some people expect you to make lemonade out of sour lemons, spoiled lemons. You don't have to. You always have options. You always have another direction to look in. You determine your options in life. Other people shouldn't. Same thing with your feelings. Those are your feelings, not theirs. They could try to influence you on how you should feel based on what they think you should feel. But it's up to you to determine how you really feel. You see the distinction there? I like your sarcasm the way you took it. So at least they define what you are from their perspective, right? But I'm sure you don't wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and call yourself a slut, do you? Of course not. So, no harm, no foul. You still love your family, I'm sure. But now you know what they're capable of. And you also know that your feelings cannot rest comfortably with them. Those feelings, oh, they might can rest comfortably with your friends or with other people that support you. And of course, their home is with you. 
one thing to fundamentally remember, my dear. Take care. Sent you an invite for the show. Samantha, you also have an invite to the show at any time, my dear. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned, or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes, in the event for professional assistance. Please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.